When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League Rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL talk. And the short round is over, and it wasn't the greatest round of football I've ever seen, but a lot more to look forward to in State of Origin 2 tomorrow night, Boxhead. Yeah, that's right. Take the good with the bad. These shortened rounds, they've got to have surely passed their use-by date. They're horrendous. The standard of football, I think, year to year is getting worse. Um, let's not harp on too much about it, because we said it last time. Uh, we had the shortened round, so uh, let's focus on the positives. Yep, well, we did the fast five, best, worst, high, low, any questions? And we've obviously got your questions up there as well for the fan forum. Uh, who was your best? Uh, my best was a performance of the Titans. They smashed Manly last night. Um, I was very happy in the fact that they didn't take the foot off the pedal in the second half. There were some times there where Manly got some possession and looked like they might threaten, but uh, the Titans, all in all, I thought um, they were very, very good against Manly last night. It probably ended Manly season, I think. Yeah, well, I had the Titans as well. Out of all the games I watched on the weekend, uh, I didn't think Parra were too bad, but still, that wasn't a great game. The, the Dragons one wasn't the greatest game, and the Warriors-Roosters was pretty ugly, but uh, out of all the performances of the short round, Titans most definitely, and there's a nice little base building there. Ash Taylor, Pete's getting his first start properly <laughs> at number nine. Yeah, well, so. it made a massive difference. You know, I've been, I've been harping on about that since we got him, in the fact that if we've got him, we might as well use him, and try and keep him at the club and well, fortunately him, enough that's what we've done you've got him for another year and he's a lot that. younger than friend and friend may or may not play but still it doesn't matter friend yeah. will be happy either way he's a 35 year old hooker well I hope so. so I hope so I hope it hasn't affected cohesion he's clearly the better player and he's he's going to be better for our performances moving forward yeah what about your worst uh, well the worst um, I had South they were horrendous I went and watched that game live on Friday um, and the, I think the form of Luke Keary the pass he threw for the Radradra intercept is probably one of the worst passes I've ever seen in first grade. And that's saying something. It was it was bad, real bad. Um, and just just the way that they're going, South, they are a tie fire at the moment. Yeah, well, I had South and Manly, and I, I couldn't really pick, but Manly, to me, has some excuse. I know there's a that's few... What, that's why I've... As much as I don't want to. Yeah. There, there is I don't f- like Manly, but I'll, I'll give him a pass. Well, there is a few injuries at South, but none to the significance or to the number of what Manly's had. All year they've had players in, out, in, out, in, out every single week. So mm. there's some excuse for cohesion and squad strength, but South was mine as well. Um, I'm, I'm lost. I, we know why. We've talked about it a hundred times. This issue started well before the season kicked off. Yeah, the, the the off-season moves, player divide after Rusty stuck his nose Well, it's in. two off-seasons in a row that are in a basket the case. Divide within the group because of that situation which caused tension and then issues with the coach and the club in general. So yeah. uh, the wheels have certainly fallen off there and, yeah, they, they weren't impressive to watch at all. But highlight? Uh, the highlight, just Corey Parker obviously announced his retirement over the weekend. His career, um, there weren't, as we just said, the, the games on the weekend, there wasn't many highlights to take out of them. 
So I'll focus on Corey Parker. I think he's in my time. Um, I haven't seen many better lock lock forwards. Um, I've obviously watched a game for twenty odd years. I mean, Brad Clyde springs to mind. Trevor Gilmeister, those sort of guys. But give me give me someone that's a bit of better thirteen than him. I, I, I'm going to go the opposite way with the way you're going with this in a second, but to me, he's probably close to one of the best forwards since I've been alive. Mm. And well, he's played 16 years in first yeah. grade, 336 yeah. first grade games. He's equal with Brad Fittler, is that right? And obviously, right? probably at the start, you wouldn't say his football was outstanding. No, I, I didn't rate him at all. But or he just, stood out to you. But from, he played his best footy at the end. From the mid-2000s kind of onwards when he moved from being touted as a front rower to more a back rower and a lock, and then the development of an offload, a short passing game, footwork, and then you look at him now, he's like a fine wine. Mm. He's just got better and better with age. And when he pushed into the origin scene, even when he pushed Taylor out about four years ago or five years ago, whenever that was, to take the starting spot, like he was even a late bloomer in that regard, but he's been an absolute staple of rep football the whole time. Mm. Um, I think he's fantastic. I'm disappointed he's he's not going around because even even as uh, I was driving around on... Sunday, and I heard Paul Ken on the Triple M NRL saying he's, he's just about to sign a new two-year deal. So I'm not really yeah. sure well, what he, happened. He said himself a couple of weeks ago, live on TV, when he got me out of the yeah. match again for like the second week in a row, that he was talking about a deal and he was very keen and the body was fine and he was happy. And Wayne Bennett's come out today and said um, he was shocked, as shocked as anyone yeah, by it. I don't know. So I don't, something's happened. So, something has he, happened. He was a little cryptic yesterday, though, Wayne Bennett, because they had him and the way he was dancing around it was, oh, it's good that he gets to go out on his terms. Though. You know, you don't want to be one of these guys that goes for too long, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But, oh, yeah, we would have been happy to accommodate him, but he kept harping on that point. So I've, I feel the opposite way, to be honest. Okay, well, I did say that too. That's the first thing that I thought. Was it was it the old tap on the shoulder? But yeah, we're, we're never we're never going to know. We're not going to know until he retires and probably writes a book or does a TV interview or whatever. So, um, but that's where he's probably going to head. He's he's really good on Sturlow. Well, um, wish him all the best. But hopefully Brisbane can pick their form up a little bit because they've slid in the last month and hopefully send him out a winner. How high my opinion is? Someone said the other week, "Who is your favourite current player and ex-player?" When I had to do this little quiz for a website thing, and I said Ben Kennedy, one of my favourite former players, because he was an absolute nutcase and I loved him. Yeah. But current, I said Cam, Cam Smith, but I said it was hard. And this person knows I'm a Melbourne fan. Said, oh, Australia, Smith, Slater, Cronk. I said, it, it, you'd think so, wouldn't you? But I love Corey Parker. Mm. Corey Parker's an absolute gun. And Him. you couldn't get a better bloke or a better example of what you want to be as a footballer and a person the way he carries himself. I'm just thinking of some 13s. Luke Rickardson springs to mind. Obviously, he had uh, almost as long of a career. I think he played 300 first-grade games. Just over, I think. Rickardson. 303 or something um, like that. But... So you're looking at those those ilk of players. Continuous um, improvement, though, if you and, want to talk yeah, about Rickardson, continuous improvement. Rickardson probably didn't play his best footy at the end. No, you know, whereas Corey Parker, Parker is... is just excelled, and the older he's got, the better he's got. It's usually the opposite, but... Um, my highlight was the semi rad Rara solo try. I didn't think was a he, cracker. Was, he was going to get there, and a few people brought up the old, didn't think he looked that fast. But yeah, we know, it, like with Manu, one of these bigger guys, once the weight gets going and the legs wind up, it's like a locomotive. It just and gets then away. He just kept running. Yeah, it just, I just kept on running. Well, he kept on running after the game, yeah. apparently. So yeah. we'll see what pans out of that. You I don't think we should touch that. But start. There's going to be questions for sure about it. But yeah. low light, you go first. Uh, the teenage referee got punched on the weekend by a 34-year-old yeah. male got punched, punched a 16-year-old. So firstly, I've got an issue with it. Obviously, 
trainers and spectators and parents and junior adults shouldn't punch shouldn't punch referees. Junior football, but thirty-four-year-old men shouldn't punch sixteen-year-olds either. Junior football is terrible. Absolutely ridiculous. Yes. So hopefully, obviously, the names of of the referee and the the perpetrator they're not out yet. Obviously, because there's going to be court, there'll be hearings and. You know, innocent until proven guilty. But this guy's an absolute grub, well, they, um, and they should really charge him with assault, throw him behind bars for you know twelve months, and see how he likes that. I was talking about this morning, and I yeah, I get it. It's that they go, oh yeah, this person has a link to someone important in rugby league. I'm like, who cares? Who cares? Who's got the link? This he, is the whole problem with yeah, rugby league. But they're trying to drag someone else's name, and I go, uh, why? No. Why would you bother no, taking it's someone his else's actions. name off someone else's actions? His Just, actions. That's the silliest thing I've heard. Own your actions. I don't remember the, the young fella's name, but they had a clip from Bill Harrigan this morning who had spoke to him and he said he just wants to go straight back to referees. So well, good. Good on him. credit to him and even his mum apparently come out and said that you just got to get straight back on the horse. Apparently, he's, I think he's got a fractured jaw, fractured well, eye socket. He had a tumour not long ago they were talking about. So, so he's already had a, That's the reason he started refereeing because he was no longer a 16-year-old who couldn't play anymore, moved into a different way to stay involved in the game. And look, and we, neither of us out. are perfect. For referees frustrate us at the best of times, but yeah. you know what? Put the shoe on the other foot and be a referee, players and coaches frustrate the shit out of them as well. So it's the same thing. Junior, you know, everyone, football everyone's got, got their own stake, um, but we've never, ever approached a referee, never, ever abused a referee, and never, ever, ever put our hands on a referee. Well, you can't. It's, it's just ridiculous. It's in, in the, the principle of how you, you act as a person or behave in general society, let alone exactly. a, a sporting event, you would never even think. Moronic behaviour. Moronic behaviour. It's just, it brings out exactly what you realise. You've done some junior coaching, I've done some. Even when we do C grade and you just look at parents around any kind of football, especially... C grade is under 19s. Yeah, especially park football, though, in general. It brings out the worst in a lot of parents. Oh, it does. Some people are disgraceful the way they carry on down junior footing. Yeah. And and because they probably know that if they went into an NRL ground and carried on like that, they'd they'd get the punt. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny how, you know, family ties and blood... Blinds people, doesn't it? Well, my low, uh, the, in, the, in the opposite sense, is Corey Parker. That he's retiring, yeah. Because I, a bit early. whether he has been pushed or not, if, for the way he was talking, like I said, either something has really drastically changed, obviously, like we said, we're not going to know about, but Wayne Bennett was quite cryptic yesterday with the way he was talking. So if he's had anything to do with it, I'm disappointed. Because if any of these ones in the past, sure, he was probably right about a couple of them, but I don't think he's right about Corey Parker if he's trying to push him out too early. No. And it doesn't strike me, and even the last few years, the way he spoke, that he's coming for a big piece of the salary cap. The way he was talking, he was just doing a year at a time, getting okay money. He was still playing rep football. It's not like he was coming for six, seven hundred thousand or some massive chunk of their cap either. Mm. And he's a great player. On the flip side, from a Brisbane point of view, I know what they've got in stock as far as Pangai Junior, yeah, Arrow, yeah, Sewer. So I guess, but he's still playing good footy. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. So I guess if they are pushing, I get they've got players. And you'd rather have him around to bring those guys yeah. through. And I'm guessing that there's definitely other clubs that would be interested. So maybe you do get enough money out of him to keep two or three a bit happier. But I don't think he's even close to being done. There's no sign of deterioration at all. Unlike the Watmouse and these other guys that got bigger deals. Or Who's body letting end, down? That yeah. you look at and you go, all right, he's breaking down. I can't remember Parker having a significant injury the whole time. He's well, he said playing. that. He said so, that yesterday. I've been lucky enough. More in the ilk of like a Cameron Smith. You haven't yeah. seen... Like, maybe he's slowing down as he gets older, but he plays more of his brain anyway. Mm. So it hasn't really well, matter. he always has. But physically, I can't remember him being hurt or having a surgery the whole time he's played first grade. No. So, yeah, that, that was my low. I, I really wanted to see him push on. But question, anything you got? I do. Hang on a second. I've, you've... Well, I'll jump first there. Bird or Walker? Obviously, Morris is out. People are saying, why don't you throw Bird in? Obviously, Walker, if you're going to play him, you pick him as a centre. 
So I don't have a big problem with it, but people are saying if you take all that out of it, Walker was already in the side, would you prefer Bird or Walker? Oh, I don't know. On their last performance, it's hard to split them. I thought Walker was great against Penrith. Yeah, Bird was very, uh, I very think good against I, Me, personally, I think Walker deserves a crack in his position at Origin because I thought Laurie Daly shit the bed and let him down last game. He did and, let him down. And really, really could have ruined his confidence for a significant amount of time. I'm really happy that he's there. I'm really happy that he's got a chance. Um, I wouldn't have picked him before game one. No, but now he's right. there. Now so he's there. Now he's there. If he was on the bench, he's yeah. a logical progression. He needs to go in. I'm and happy that Bird's Bird on the bench. He's the utility. He and is a utility. I, I do buy in a little bit to the theory of Daly that you can't have debutants running out at Suncorp. No. Pressure and, game. And then on the flip side... I don't mind that. That's fine. This is a kid that came through as a gun, playing at six, but he was a centre. Played all the gun junior sides... As a centre, won a comp as a centre, played for Australia as a centre. So mm. now he's getting opportunity, like that's you what, said, what I mean. in the in right position. spot to play yeah. in uh, New South And we've got Jersey. Bird who can cover. He is a true utility in the yeah. fact that he can cover multiple well, positions. This is a guy Fullback, that we've halves, both seen playing forwards, all the way centre. through the juniors. And he, there's nothing he hasn't played and done well at. Yeah. Fullback, back row, centre, lock, I've got my six, questions as to whether he's ready, but the only way to find out is to throw him in there. So. Well, the one thing, you look at him, the person, that's the thing I like. He doesn't seem like he's too much phased about anything for me. Yeah. So in that sense, I'm not really worried at all. But uh, Frizzell or Bird? Obviously, Frizzell was an mm. automatic in. They're saying Bird start now. I don't know why you'd bother because, again, he doesn't have the punch, the leg speed, or the damaging kind of impact that a Frizzell has. So I would have rather just put pick him in the back row straight away and started. Now we've yeah. kind of just pushed I, another tight player to me onto I an edge who doesn't Graham, have the Cordner and Graham out. Yeah. Well, yeah. Edges, edges aren't looking too potent. They're not. And Jackson's a shovel. He's a, like I said, he works hard. Jackson was an awesome full credit to him, but he but, doesn't yeah. have that impact where he's going to offload, break the line, hit it like a nice line, and score a try. So. Our, our edges are quite blunt. We've just got kind of workers and a bunch of middle players, so I'm a bit worried about the pace. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't know on that one. I'd be either way, whatever way they go, I yeah. guess. Well, I had something about Park here as well, but we just talked about it. What well, about you? we would rather come back. Do you think he'll come back? I don't know what's going on there. Well, we, that we basically know. came out this <laughs> afternoon. There's different interpretations that his sister said he signed to play French rugby, and now they're talking like he's going to play one more game for Para, then go to French rugby for the rest of the season and for nine months and return next year, but... Oh, as far as I'm concerned, once he's gone, if he... The NRL won't allow that. Yeah, well, that's what I'm looking at. They won't allow Regardless that. Regardless of no what's way. going on with Todd Greenberg, <laughs> like he went through the... I'm pretty sure he was the CEO when Sonny Bill thing happened. I think that was his first appointment. Yeah, he was I, just, I so. He was just there from that time. And we like, did. I mean, he, he's... You know, this is going to be like deja vu to him. And I'm sure there's things that he would have liked to have done better or would have liked to seen the NRL do to well, support did, the Bulldogs. He did get played by Coda Nassa pretty hard, though. I read yeah. that. Well, Coda did a number on him more than anything, but... um. I honestly think if he's going to Bordeaux for nine months and he's making that the squillion that he's going to make, uh, I doubt he comes back. And then what happens after that? Because he's still got a couple of years to run his contract. It's not one more year. Look, I think if he's walked out, he's a grub. I, I just can't, I can't cop it. Uh, you just get on a plane and leave. Oh, this isn't. That's the way. One thing everyone's mixing up there. Widler and these people come out going, "Ah, oh, he walked out, rah rah." They let him go back because his father. I get that. I get his that. His father but... is ill, and apparently that's the reason he has gone back. And I hope that is. And that's what I'm saying. If he's if he's just jumped and gone to go and play French rugby as a cash grab, that that's a grubby behaviour in my books. If he's gone over there legit, legitimately to bring his dad back, Danny Widler, it's it's almost is that defamation. Oh, I don't know, but it's he's not, he's not, he's not bringing his dad back. He's going to see his dad because... No, I heard he's, he's bringing his dad back. Oh, I thought they said... Yeah, he's, he's bringing his dad visit, back, but... as far as I know. No. But there's 15 different stories floating around about it. 
Yeah, well, then they've had other bits of Savo with other people that hacked into the mole because apparently he said he was gone, but they reckon it's confirmed that he signed for nine months to be going to play French rugby at okay. Border. So, whether that may, like I said, like, rest I just of this think year, it's a really, really low thing to do, especially in the predicament that Parramatta are in. You know, they've, they've coughed up players in order to keep players. Now he walks out. But they also they also made this bed, but not in his situation. No, situ- well, he signed the contract. In his so situation, he, I don't agree. He's on 250K, isn't he? Ah, oh, something like that. But yeah. again, that's his manager's fault because his exactly manager right. took the four-year deal or whatever the bloody yeah. hell it was last year for that, knowing full well what he was. And I think I think we actually said that on the podcast. We did. I, I couldn't believe wow. it. They were talking about the value. They're like a million over four years. I thought, All right, well, let's see what pans out. We'll move on. Yeah, uh, where to for South? We've pretty much answered that. Uh, late withdrawals before games. Look, Craig Bellamy did it. I don't agree with it. I think it's horseshit. I don't, you they can't tell me an hour before the game that he didn't know that they weren't playing. They were never playing. It's a it's a loophole in the rules. Um, I don't like it. Uh, from a, you know the, the biggest people blowing up, and I was following Twitter, the amount of people that had had a bet on Melbourne that were jumping up and down. And Craig, Craig Bellamy doesn't have a responsibility to the punters. No. Nah, He's only playing within the, the rules. The I think the rule needs to change. Um they talked about this last week, though, with regards to this integrity unit and what happens with betting on the NRL and them being a big sponsor and this information needing to be out earlier. Mm. I have a mate who worked in Kiama last week who works for my company, who's on the south coast of what we do, taking photos of them at the park. Going, is that Melbourne? I said, yeah, it's pretty obvious. Look at the gear. Mm. And he said both of them weren't training. And I said, they're not going to play this week. They're both injured. So mm. unless you knew that during the week, like you said, I had an inside source. You but if up, I'm investing... It's it's like withholding information, really. Well, you're you're thinking what I would have thought. I tipped Melbourne before I knew about that, expecting yeah. Green and Munster to play as well. Otherwise, I would have tipped the Dragons. Well, I didn't just because I didn't expect Green to play, and I said that on last week's show. But, yeah, but you take if, the whole if, spot. If now. they said that Green was playing, I probably would have tipped Melbourne. That's what I'm saying. Green, Munster, and the forward pack is so why I tipped Melbourne. I, I'm lucky. So, I'm on that end of it. I've fallen on the right side of it this time. I'm the same exactly what you're talking about because I had a punter mm. on one to twelve. And yeah, this you did. Before so did I. I found out that same deal. Our punters club. We had yeah, a, a significant bet on Melbourne that went up the shit because of this. So I, I think the rules got to change. There needs to be some sort of, uh, I don't know the word, you know, you just said integrity, I guess it does. The question, the it does time, bring the question of integrity If someone it. is hurt and they said Greeny was going to play, you also can't force them to make a decision that early in the week. Though, no, you can't. Because you, can't. you have but to I go think, through the right Well, process. the NFL does the medical, they have to file, file out a yeah, medical. Yeah, so you know but, about it. Yeah. So you can think whether you want to Well, yeah, I'm not going to bet because, I, you know, he potentially They have the probable, play. possible, doubtful kind of system, yeah. questionable, where you can look at it and go, okay, he's basically looking like he's not playing. Uh, the last question was Trent Barrett's job security. Where do you think it's at? Do you think if they continue to go down this line that he'll lose his job this year? Right, after the demolition, the club switch and everything else, I think this year's basically a free swing. Yeah, right? I tend to agree. Like most there's people. a lot of pressure coming on now. Oh, there'll be huge pressure next year. Yeah. No doubt about it, but they're not going to panic about this year, and that's not to say whether he's done a good or a bad job. I can't really judge, but they're not going to blow up their club after one year. Yeah, They've done a lot of, uh, a lot of moves in the off-season, a lot of trades last minute, they've probably spent a little more money on a couple of players than what they needed to and they've had a lot of injuries and a lot of uh, issues so. Alright, let's rip into this yeah. question. He gets a free swing this year for mine but um, first question Daniel Friend, Sunday Triple M saying interchange won't go to 6 next year because it's too big a jump, why can't we just go to 7? Yeah, we, it's hard. I, 7 to me 
Well, they could go to seven. I don't have a problem with it. If the NRL came out and said we're going to go to seven and then six, I don't have a problem. Well, for most of them, why well, can't they? I don't know because is, they won't. They'll just go to six. Six is too much of a jump. A lot of them struggle to even get to their interchanges now as it is. Mm. So. Well, they're they're also getting extra interchanges because of these dodgy concussion well, rules. Everyone's and dodges blood the, bin. We and said that at the start of the year straight yeah. away. Everyone's just rotting that now to get free changes. So yeah. It's not like if they did that, they'll just go heavier on the concussion setup. There needs to be a way to bond with that a bit better. Definitely. Uh, Michael, if we lose Origin tomorrow, will Daly be gone? Will they experiment with a new side that may include Teddy and BJ Lua for Game 3? Well, I think he, he'll he be gone at the end of the series. I wouldn't put a coach in no. for Game 3. But at the end of the series, he has to go. If he gets clean swept, he has to go. Yep. Um, which I think, looking, looking at the side, I, I can't really see where we're going to go. Um, you know, I've got my fingers bloody crossed for tomorrow, and I'm, I'm a Blues man, but... This is as unconfident as I've been probably in the last 10 years. Well, I basically made my feelings felt before. We have a bunch of middles. We and, lost. I, and I look at Queensland, and I don't, I don't think Queensland are as good as what they no. have been. And, then, and now they've side. found another reason, which they always do when somebody's finishing. It's going to be Corey Parker's last game in Queensland. Well, there you go. So last well, I game in, last night when it, they said it. Yeah, last game in Queensland, I think we've won two, the series up at home. two out of the last nine or something like that. And you know it suits them a lot better than it does us up there, so... Um, all things are pointing their favour. Look, I think uh, Tedesco and Leilua should have been picked in this game. If I'm I'm going up there, I'm throwing all my cards in, well, all, all my chips in. Tedesco to me would have been the one for game one if he wasn't hurt. I can understand. Well, I would have thrown him on the wing for this game. I would have punted Ferguson. Yeah, well, I wouldn't disagree. Though. Ferguson, And I would have played Leilua for Morris. He's been error riddled this year and hasn't been close to the form that kind of sees you deserve a rep jersey. But similar kind of deal Australia. with Frizzell. Frizzell's been okay the last couple of weeks but start of the year poorly but last year when he was really good he didn't yeah. get the look in that's the biggest issue They seem, we seem to pigeonhole people well, who do we pick earlier. outside of, like, you go back to that who do we pick outside of Frizzell Hoffman nah we're, we're at that point where Bo we, Scott. you had to pick him you needed a genuine back row who has leg speed and can bust the line that's why mm. I'm not happy that he's not starting he has to I'm, start. actually, I'm happy he's there just so we can see how he goes yeah but I mean because for, there's been speculation for two years now for about the purpose of can handle your back row back row being destructive able to hit a line and, and you know break through tackles and get a quick play the ball mm. we have very boring edges at the moment yeah. Greg Bird is a good player still don't get me wrong but he's nowhere near what he was a couple of years ago no. he doesn't hit holes or you know line bust or dramatically overpower somebody one on one No, so we're pretty blunt on both edges at the moment uh, Jay the Fafita brothers were drowning and you only had time to save one of them what type of sandwich would you make you wouldn't save either of them Jay that's pretty ruthless Jay. that is that is ruthless <laughs> obviously you'd, you'd save Andrew wouldn't you from a football perspective, that to say, if we're going from a football perspective, you've got an origin, origin front row. Yeah. Let, let's not speak. And one bloke that's gone to gone to England. Yeah, let, let's not speak of. Let's hope they, they're both strong swimmers. Ruthless, so ruthless. Uh, we go to our other questions here. Preference to start Bird or Walker for Morris? Well, we spoke about that before. Uh, we both said Walker, given what's happened so far. Nigel Huntley, biased commentary and opinions come origin time. I know everybody has their little allegiances, but Phil Gould and Co are being paid for their expert analysis of the game. Yet, he always picks New South Wales to win and gives a sales pitch on why, and after they get beat, he has some best excuse. He has picked New South Wales every game for the last 10 years. How many times does someone have to be wrong before they get told not to give their opinions anymore in regards to origin? Then the commentators are three New South Wales aligned people and two Queensland aligned, and the only people that I don't hear any bias from is Rabs and Stella. So let's just have them do their commentary, Kate. Thanks. Nigel, decent rant. Look, I think Origin's a little bit different in that everyone's sort of well, forgotten. I don't care. I tip Queensland. Oh, no, well, one, we, so. Neither of us do. Neither of us do. I, I tend I've to just, Queensland the last couple of years. Well, I tend, yeah, so have I. Well, I, I just tend to go on home field. 
at the moment, like Origins, that's you know fine line that I just go home field. Yeah, but I look at most it, times. I'm a New South Welshman through and through. It's fine. But so I goes, ah, oh, you didn't tip me not passionate bullshit. No, but even I'm even looking... like last year when it was in Melbourne. I tipped New South Wales because I thought they'll be more desperate. It's neutral ground. Like I don't really. I said we'd get swept last year. <laughs> yeah, that's my opinion. But yeah, I'm, and it's the same with the NRL stuff that we're talking about right now. I have the same problem that Nigel's well, I'll got. I'll tell you, Nigel, I'm a New South Wales man, but I'll be tipping yeah, but points I've got the same tomorrow. problem Nigel's got when I watch a lot of them on Fox that have played for a club as well because Gaz will never tip against the Dragons or someone won't tip against the Roosters. It's stupid. I don't like I'm it. I'm happy to tip against Melbourne again because I, like I look at everything is the logical side of things. If I think Melbourne's yeah. going to lose or someone's injured or we're playing away from home or in bad form, I'm not going to tip Melbourne. I agree. That's what you're paid to give your opinion. I agree. For, but I, so. Nigel, I also, from a New South Wales perspective, I agree with a lot of what Gus said. I agree with a lot of what he said, but, but if he's tipping them every single hand, every it's, single it's one very of them, much just I'm going to tip my every home. Every single state. one of them did it the other night, and it pissed me off too. It was Sterling wouldn't give a score. Brace said we'll win by one. Hooper said we'll win by one. They were like, "Yeah, we New South Wales did just win." And you look at the look on their faces; it's, it's almost like, like no. Queensland are going to belt us. But I don't want to say Queensland's going to win for the sake of it. Like, just tell us your opinion. Yeah. You think Queensland's going to win? Tell yeah. me why. So it's not really an expert opinion; no. it's a biased opinion. All just right. Yeah, yeah Nigel, you got a very fair point, son. Yeah, Chris France, Dragons beat depleted Storm and Cowboys on by rounds. Yeah, I hate it up. as well, Chris. I hate it Chris, as well. I'll bring up what I said to a bloke I worked with. He whinged that they had to do the road trip early in the year to play them two weeks in a row. And I said, look at your origin setup. You get paid back in full because yeah. you're going to play two good sides without the origin players. So it evens out for you. You can't complain about it. Yeah. Um, James Douglas, do you think Ricky cost BJ an origin spot by not letting him go to camp? No, we shouldn't have let him go to camp. No. Because he, he wasn't going to get a run. And he would have put Walker in anyway on the principle that he picked him and that gives him an excuse. Tell you what, James, and let's just not beat around the bush here, they should have just picked Leilua. Yeah, they should have. So, And I agree with Ricky in the fact that he's gone, well, stick it. If you're not, if you're not good enough... He's already well, done the. He already did the. He's done the camp and whatever. That's right. Yeah. See you later. He's better off here at his club. We pay the bills. Yeah, and it would have played out the same even if he was there. They wouldn't have pushed the development player up. They would have went Walker first and no, put one of those agree. other guys in. So if he's not willing to pick him first up, he's not going to pick him at all. Uh, Andrew Wales, where is Semi? Lol. Well, we spoke about that. God knows what's going to happen. There's been a million things thrown around. Nine months stint supposedly after one more game and then return. Some say he's going and he's not coming back. So. God knows. Everyone's got a different opinion. I'm not in Fiji, unfortunately, but we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Uh, Arthur. Surprised by Corey Parker's retirement. Thought he would have gone around for next year. Thoughts? Well, yeah, we just nailed that. Yeah. We, we both agree. We thought he'd go around for at least another year. He's got a year or two left, easily, depending on what happens with his body. But I don't see any rapid decline. But oh, something Arthur's doubled up. Go, Arthur. Yeah, Luke Keery to the Roosters came from left field. South should have done everything they should to keep him. Thoughts? So well, is that a done deal? or It's gone. It's been announced today. If you So, but, but immediately? No. Nah. Next, Next year. year, okay. Not immediately, no way. <clears throat> no, that's what I meant. Anyone, I that, anyone that listens to the show, we've talked about all year about this situation, so it's no surprise to me that he's gone. And well, the and Roosters, Jackson, Hastings, Jackson Hastings will be back to St George. No, nah, they reckon they don't want to bar him, but they're not oh. going to have a choice if they want to keep Benji because no one else wants to go there. Correct. So they're going to have to really sum up their situation. Yeah, they should have done everything to keep and him. And they don't want to play Hutchinson, and the only other guy they got is McCrone. So. To me, Arthur, I called him out. I've called him out in the worst today. I thought that pass he threw. Was terrible, but I think, I the, think clubs, the, the clubs just jammed him. They, they've made it pretty clear. They put him on the bench. They're a mess. Um, look, they've treated him poorly. He got abused by Russell Crowe. He was the only one willing to have the balls to stood walk out and it. say stick and it. Some of his own teammates wouldn't stick so, look, with him. So, I'm, I'm glad he's left. Um, I had, actually had a bloke in the William Hill box on Friday night say, comparing to Daniel Mortimer, in that you look at Daniel Mortimer came in, 
had the grand final run. I don't think Daniel Mortimer was as important but, as then, what Luke Kiry was. Since he hasn't done Luke Kiry to me lot. was the piece that was going to complete the puzzle. And if anyone listened to us, back I just then, thought it was an interesting comparison. I harped on it that year that when he finally got into the side, he'd be the difference to free up all aspects of that with that forward pack. And mm. I thought he no, was. I just thought it was an interesting comparison. I never thought of it. You go to the Roosters with that forward pack next year. Start the season with Rhea Hargraves, Cordner, well, Pierce, and his head Pearson on, Kiri. and friend with him. Everything starts to look a lot better, yeah. and Latrell with a year under his spine. But the big thing's a forward pack for him. He gets a good forward pack because he's smaller. He likes to run the football. He'll fit in there as long as they're healthy next year. Yeah, uh, Amanda, great show, guys. Which rookies have impressed you most this season? Are uh, and there, are there any that have been a disappointment based on expectations? Well, I think there's only the real one, only one you can really talk about that's been absolutely outstanding, and that's Ash Taylor. Mm. Uh, I've obviously been impressed with Vunivalu in short amount of games, scored again on the weekend twice. Uh, oh, his his uh, try-scoring strike rate at the moment ridiculous. is up there with Folau. Absolutely ridiculous. But uh, and you talk about Radrara potentially walking out. Well, mm. you, one leaves and one comes but in. So. Taylor, out of all the rookies, that's the only one that comes straight ahead. Taylor. Taylor. I think Mitchell's been very good. Oh, he's been uh, good given the harsh circumstances, but... If you want to talk about one that stands above all to me, Ash Taylor's been I thought the young kid that debuted for the Storm on the weekend played well. I thought I think Nathan Cleary's had two solid Croft. games in. For, yeah, Croft, I thought he went really well. Yeah. But yeah, the standout is obviously Taylor, for sure. He wasn't expected to play. LG goes down. You have your immediate fears for how he's going to develop. And basically from week one, I can only think of one or two games that he was average, not even poor. He's mm. been good and if not great most weeks he's played. He's been really, really good for a young half. Yeah. So uh, he's the standout for me. Uh, Nigel again Nigel, transparency he's on an absolute in, run today yeah, he's into it in regards to injuries Green and Munster both named uh, mm. so we tipped the storm pulled down now before if I knew they were in doubt I would have tipped the Dragons well, I agree talked about it again and I'd done the same thing I didn't know I tipped them on them being there and the forward pack and they didn't end up playing well our punters club had 100 on them yeah. you, well you had 100 on them for had 50 on you had the Warriors 13 plus yeah they yeah. should have won by 13 plus they didn't get the job done either. Terrible. David Krillin, do you think we should have standalone origin so teams have a more level playing field? We've, yes. we've talked about that a hundred times. It yep. needs to happen. Why is Segar being knocked back by every NRL club? What's driving this? I well, he's had issues with two coaches that have been at the club. There's supposedly attitude issues, and then you get caught having dinner with convicted felons. It's not really helping your case as far as getting a contract, and that's the big issue when... You talk about clubs knocking you back. If you're still searching for half a million dollars or more well, yeah, that's what I was after you've got issues, money's the issue. It's got to be the price. Not so much the person, but money. So if it's you want to go to the Super League, you can get the cash. Otherwise, he's going to need to take an average one-year deal, prove himself, and get another club to pick him up again. I'd like to see him go to Lidlis Rhinos. I'd love him to stay here because <laughs> he shouldn't be going to the Super no, League so early. But that's the circumstances you dealt when you get yourself into a bit of trouble. A bit of, tr- a bit of strife. You can't ask for a bit, a bit of money. Barney Rubble. Yeah, well, you can't pay for someone you can't trust. Simple as that. Correct. Move on. Adam Bain, do you think the NRL should use the war chest to help players play for their native country rather than keeping them from going elsewhere? For example, use the money so Radrara can play for Fiji rather than stopping him uh, to go play French no, rugby. I don't. I don't think for one player. I think that well, they I should hate the throw war. that war chest money in and just make the payment for internationals the same across the board, regardless of what country you play for. I like one thing I heard, and it was Ryan Girdler, and it was more having ambassadors for countries. So say semi is what he is now at Para. Maybe that deal is not the best. That's his manager's fault. But if the NRL want to help out in some capacity, it's not on the salary cap. It's him being the face of Fijian Rugby League. 
So use him for promos over there. over there and you do some... Do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Put him as the face down. He's the captain of Fiji. Give him 50, 100 grand. I don't know what it is, but no. even with that money, I don't like the Warchester idea because it's never going to no, be fair. It's not equal. Blokes coming back, I always want to go to, want to, go to certain clubs. Yeah. Uh, and then even on that circumstance of things, that kind of money, you go into one person, 50 or 100,000, is still not going to stop French rugby. Yeah. French rugby dollars are ridiculous. Yeah, so, of course. And their cap's just about to go up. Yeah, we, we don't have the money to compete with that. Uh, Chris Crow, I sort of understand incumbency, but why wouldn't you pick the best players in that season? I don't mean three or four games, but the start of the season is 14 games. Leilua uh, is clearly the best centre New South Wales, but has no chance. Yet Greg Bird awful gets another go. Same with Farrah over Ennis. Well, mm, we agree. We talk about form all the time. Should be rewarded more often or at least mentioned. Leilua is the absolute standout. Lachlan Coote and, early on was the one that I didn't think was going to get a rap, and Laurie Daly actually did end up mentioning him, and that's what you need to do more of. Even if you're not going to pick someone, they should be giving credit or making phone calls to Publicly, these guys to yeah. let them know uh, that they're doing the right things. But, yeah. Russell Hardup, now that the NRL has signed up to stop violence against women, do you think it uh, will or should take a harder stance against these types of incidents? Bloody oath. They should be. If you, should be banned. If you hit, Simple. A, hit a woman, you if should be out. guilty, you Go should on. never be able to play again. Simple. Uh, then Rennie, worst round. Uh, sorry, last round. What a joke. It was. It was a joke. There was plenty of likes. So, yeah, a oh. lot of people agree with you there on that one, champion. Just a quick refresh here, but I think that's just about everything we've got as far as questions are concerned. Yeah. Yep, that's all the questions we've got for this week. So we're jumping into the reviews of the games from the weekend. First game was Parramatta against South Sydney, 30-12. to 12. Uh, Wasn't the greatest game of football, but a bit of a grind from Parramatta after being flat for a few weeks. They bounced back last week against your mob, and they did enough again to grind out a win against a fairly poor South Sydney side. And uh, Kenny Edwards, pretty solid again at number six. And Rad Rara scored that absolutely ridiculous try. Mm, Manu Mau was a standout for me. He yeah. was uh, Great very, player. very good. Uh, but yeah, Parramatta were just better. Souths are bad. They're horrendous this year. And the amount of people that keep tipping them yeah, just on trust. Like, forget the form uh, from the start of last year and 2014 when they won the competition. Even because it's gone. This year they go the first three from five. The first two wins, look at it now. They're the two worst sides in the comp this year. Newcastle and the Roosters. And they hammered the Roosters without Rory Hargraves, without Cordner, without Pierce. So how do you read into that? Mm. Um, but everybody drew so much out of those first two weeks like they were going to just destroy everybody. Can't believe it. They, they weren't my eight. And looking at it right now, I'm very happy yeah. that that prediction was right. But uh, Kiri Gornski is like we're talking about and had a couple of tries they blew but overall just very poor in attack uh, Bevan French as well since he's been in nice to see him scoring some tries showing yeah. some promise after being injured after the nines but hard to say too much about the Parramatta situation I have no idea what we're in for next year mm. you, you really don't know you hear about Semi now Michael Gordon going they're still struggling with the cap there was talk a few weeks ago that the documents where they were planning to cheat uh, for the next few years coming as well so I think this is going to set them back. They're not going to be able to turn this around in 12 months. No. To keep a solid top 25 or even build, rebuild again, it's going to take a couple of years to even sort the money out and offload contracts and reset again. So it's pretty sad that we got this little glimpse of things looking like they're turning around. Uh, the main thing I hope for their sake is Brad Arthur's willing to hang in. Because yeah. he could easily go somewhere else. <clears throat> they're going to get home. Well, I hope they get somebody. They're going to get home. Hain doesn't fix their top 25 and their squad. I'm, so, he, I'm not saying he does, but yeah. they're going to get home. South, South need a complete knockdown rebuild. Something's got to change there. But Parramatta, they have the bye this week. South Sydney, they have to play Penrith Friday night in Penrith. That'll be a hard one. Second game, Dragons versus the Storm, 20-10. to 10. 
There's not really a whole lot you can say. No Munster, no Green, no Cronk, no Smith. The whole spine was removed. Two debutantes at the half spot, an 18-year-old Brody Croft. And Slade Griffin has been playing since my age. He is my age. He's been injured for over 1,000 days waiting to make his first-grade debut. Uh, I thought they were pretty tough defensively. Um, but obviously, Slade, Slade Griffin's played first grade before. No, that that just... before that game. No, that was his debut. I'm sure he's played before that. Well, we have to look it up. I'm pretty I'm, sure. I'm 150,000 percent sure he's we'll look played. Look it up. But I thought that was his back first at the game. year they won the comp 2012. I'm sure he played that year. Well, all I can remember, even the year I was playing, he's done his ACL twice in the trials, and he's had shoulders and all sorts of issues. So yeah. I thought that was his first game. But I'm more happy for somebody like that, and even Craig. You're Gale. not a true fan. Work ethic and just hanging around for that long. To be 25, 26 years old and to play. Yeah, he's played 11 games. 2013. 11? Wow. Yeah. Oh, he had that one year. Wow. All right. Yeah, I can't yeah. even Told remember. You, mate. Well, he got a couple of stints <clears throat> off the bench, but it was nice to see. So he got 10 games and then he, got, well, he hasn't played in three well, years. even around those seasons, though. <clears throat> well, he said 1,000 games. I'm literally days. telling you, he's had... No, re- no, I, I thought he'd gone. I thought he'd moved to the Super League. Oh, I, thought I knew he was still retired. there because every year I look at our squad list, he's still in the top twenty-five, and I think I thought he'd be done because he's had shoulders, knees. Every preseason, it's been trial. He played well. So. He's a good player. Mm. Well, they've hung very him. solid back up, and he was very good back in twenty thirteen. So. Hung on to him for a reason, and obviously he's of decent character. Yeah, because you don't hang on to someone for that long who's had that many issues if you no. don't see good qualities. So. Um, yeah, there was not a whole lot to take. I thought Bro- uh, Croft actually impressed me. For he was very good. I haven't heard a lot. I know he's a Queensland 18s player, but I thought he kicked quite well. Uh, the one he did put out in the full was a nothing kick anyway. Yeah, but he, he had a lot of pressure on him in the fact that there was oh. no real kicker in the side. No. There was no one from the original spine, as you just said. He was in full control. I uh, I left this game, and it, like obviously I watched it. It was a stinker. put me to sleep. But I, I left this game and finished watching this game more impressed with Melbourne than I was... St. George? Well, I was with you because they all knew their role. I thought Griffin defended well and got his players across the ad line. I thought Croft controlled the kicking. And even Young, I'm not his biggest fan on the wing, but I thought he looked better running from fullback and just running. He didn't push the pass, but he did set one of them up. Um, But, yeah. I think for the majority of the game, Melbourne won probably 80% of the field. They just couldn't score. Yeah, well, that more errors than usual, and that comes with less control. And then on the St. George side of things, like the first try come off the back of somebody's melon. The deflection, yeah. yeah. So, again... Was, they were just unimpressive. No, nah, uh, it's just points. We say it every week. Their attack's awful. Mm. Absolutely awful. And they had the bulk of the possession. It was 60-40, so expect a little bit more from them. But, again, they're probably going to grind their way into the eight somehow. They did it last no, year. No, I don't think they, they can't. I really hope they don't. But there's <coughs> they a lot, can't. There's a lot of teams like them and South that are sitting there, and I don't want to watch any of them play finals football, mm. but... A couple of them probably will. Well, the thing is, as I said on last week's show, ninth is going to be eighth because Parramatta are going to drop out. So, gone, however, so. Parramatta are a clear top eight side, even even losing these players. Yeah. Um, and then now, yeah, you're going to they're going to lose all their points. They're going to go watch. out. I wouldn't be surprised if they Parramatta still, despite losing the 14 finish ahead of a lot of these sides. I think they'll they'll go very well, close. They're to on the three out. wins right now, <laughs> so they're in front of Newcastle and even with the Roosters. So if they were to win this week. Well, even if they oh, win 50% of their games, they've they're going to the, finish sort of 10th, 11th. They've got the buy, but basically if they win another game and Manly lose this weekend, they're, they're, ahead of Manly. they're in head of three teams after losing yeah. all their points. So that kind of tells you where they're at. But yeah, Dragons have the buy this week. Storm play the Tigers. Warriors, Roosters, 12-10. Again, scrappy game. A heap of errors. I've never seen a game where more passes hit the ground, to be honest. And the sad thing is, on the flip side of it, I thought both goal line defences were absolutely outstanding. They kept repelling each other, but both attacks were horrible. Yeah, um, they were. More, more particularly impressive for me is this is not the kind of game you usually see the Warriors win. They scored one try. 
Yeah, I wouldn't have expected them to grind their way <laughs> to a win. And Ryan Hoffman said after the game he was even more impressed in that fact. And I kind of was too, because the more and more they blew opportunities to score, I thought, here, they're just going to switch off soon. But they didn't. They but grabbed I, out. They I also on. think it's fool's gold. It's fool's gold. It's fool's gold. But the, sure win, origin, the win itself, I didn't good. think they'd get it. Hopefully it gets, gives them a little bit of confidence. Look, and again, people, it's about a week or two away from saying that, oh, the Warriors could finish top four. Wait until all those people yeah, come out of the they'll world. come back. But... Um, and I, look, I, I can't see it. And for the next three weeks, I'll give them a pass. I'm just pushing the wait and see button. But it'll be once Origin finishes, the four weeks after that. Yeah. Well, Can I, they produce the same form when everyone's got their side back and everyone starts to kick into gear, head towards the finals. I thought Isaac Luke was pretty good again. Things got, uh, you know, a bit iffy for them because Sean Johnson couldn't kick coming into the game or didn't want to kick because he's got a bad quad strain. So he was already on restricted duties. And then Thomas Lulawai got KO'd early on. Mm. So straight away they lost their other half. Nathaniel Roach was on there playing as a wing and number nine, mixing him with Isaac Luke, who also took more responsibility <laughs> and stepped up. But it was an awkward... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Day, but they got the job well, done. Roosters had a set on their line at the end, could have won the game. Uh, Roosters also. Roosters. Sean Kenny Dow, no first tackle, runs 70 metres. He should have held the football ball and yeah. kept it. Look, it's, it's the Warriors dodge a bullet in this game. Yeah, they've dodged a bullet, but. Uh, but the, the most impressive part of it is, is they won. It's two yeah. points, move on. I will give a rap to the debutant, Joseph Manu, big fan, finally got a game. Yeah, I thought he was really, really good. Uh, some classy touches, in particular that one where he went in a touch and threw the football back in. and on the flip side, I was finally happy to see Ken Marmolo play his first game this year, and I thought he was really good. His yardage work was outstanding. He carried for almost 200 metres and didn't shirt the task. So, yeah. Um, yeah, not really the greatest game in the world, like we said, but the Roosters, they have the bye this week, well needed. The Warriors, they play the Sharks. In the last game, Titans 30-10 over Manly. Again, very unimpressed as far as watching the game just in general as a spectacle, but impressed with the Titans. It was one way couple of easy tries. It was 18-zip and could have been a lot worse if a few passes stuck. You talked about that Zillman one, but um, no yeah, Lion. Was, that wasn't the only one. No, nah, no <laughs> Lion, no DC, no Miles, no Walker, no Matt no Lawrence. Just every week they have a 1,000 changes. They don't look happy. Their season's basically done. So yeah. all the wind's gone out of the sails on that side, but they made too many errors. The effort wasn't there. It's been a hard year, and the same thing impressed me as it does every week. The Trebojevic is, but in particular, Jake. I still think Jake deserves more credit than Tom gets every week. Yeah. Everyone's always raving about Tom. Jake's their best player. Jake's a weapon. He is. 50 tackles, tries. There was a loose ball there that he ran from 15 metres away. No one was near Dived it, on. And he's straight on that football. Yeah. Um, he just works his backside off. But I'll tell you what, he's getting a tough initiation in the first grade, that's for sure. Look, Manly's defence was horrendous. Yeah. Yeah, some of the try, the Ryan James try was just a dummy half cutout pass, uh-huh. face ball, and he's just strolled straight through. I mean, for me, you talk about fool's gold, and I'm a Titans man, but that's fool's gold. That, that's a that's a soft win for us. I was 
Really disappointed in the Titans last week against Parramatta. I'll go more with you. I thought you guys should have beaten by more. Yeah, I probably agree. I but sat look, there and the Titans they aren't used to nah. blowing games out like that. But you I know? thought so they it was a little bit of more to hang the on sword, a minute. You know? We're eighteen or well, sixteen nil up after eighteen minutes. They just thought, shit, we're not used to this. Yeah, and I get that. That's fine, but. Look, I think the real test for the Titans this week is Canberra because Canberra are a top eight side. Yeah, um, and if you want to play, track. you want to play top eight footy on your home deck. You've got to, you know, you're going to have to knock some of these sides off in the run home. So, yeah. look, I think Manly are clearly undermanned. Uh, you know, you can't put too much heat on Barrett. Um, First, you know, as poor as they're going, and but I just saw. The, f- the factors that they could control, Manly's defence was poor. I thought their attitude was poor. Yeah, Execution was poor. They're so done for the simple. All the things you're looking at, yeah, I think they're gone. But the Titans deserve credit. Their attack was good. I like the fact that they were throwing the ball around. Mm. Um, and their defence, still a, a few questions, but, I mean, they got the win and that's what they needed to do. So, yeah. again, I'm, I'm looking at this weekend against Canberra. I'm impressed with Pete's in his first start. Thought he sparked things up a bit more. Ryan James needs to do what he's doing now for the rest of the year. It's been a couple of weeks that have been very, very good. I want to see like a 10-week streak here where he's, you know, in front of your eyes eight or nine times. Uh, it's all good you know? to dominate. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at, But you want to see this week to week to week. When we talk about this little window and people throwing for rep football, bullshit. Do it for eight or nine weeks. Yeah. Be in front of us constantly if you're going to prove a point about rep football. Yeah. Um, and the other one's Ash Taylor. Again, just not his greatest weight last week, but in saying that, there hasn't been a massive fluctuation between his best and his worst. He's constantly played at a high level for a kid that's only 20 years old or 19 years old in first grade. In not really a great side. Yeah. And the veteran back row I've been impressed with this year. Zeb Taylor has been great since he's come back. Yeah. I wouldn't expect that. But some of these Super League guys are coming back and doing a hell of a job. So nice work by the Titans. They play Canberra at home. Manly, the Warriors away. That's those reviews. We will now preview State of Origin 2. So Suncorp Stadium, Wednesday night. Changes from game one. Josh Morris obviously pulled out. Boyd Cordner broke his foot. We originally named Wade Graham. He got suspended. Carryover points are bullshit. I'm not a fan. He did deserve a charge. Fine, but he shouldn't have been cost that spot by carryover points. Um, Morris pulled out with an injury. So Walker moves into playing the centres. Bird now the utility. And they're saying that Greg Bird will play back row instead of Frizzell. Frizzell will be on the bench. Well, who knows? Who, who knows? I mean, Daly threw that spanner in the works um, before the last... Game when he Started moved, bloody Tarmio, yeah. Who knows, and... who knows where that came from? Um, look, it's a tough one. I think Queensland win, they're super up at Suncorp Stadium. We witnessed it. Well, I've witnessed it. I've been up there four times for four deciders, and we've lost all of them. So, uh, they're a different beast up there. The dry track, obviously, everyone's spoken about it. Will suit Queensland. Uh, look, I do think we've got a chance of winning, no doubt, if we play the right style of football. Um, and pass the stick in Queensland a little bit off. But uh, we'll see how we go. Yeah, well, I, I feel less confident with the changes from basically what I said to you before. I don't like when our back row doesn't offer a great threat, and I think we're too middle-heavy again. We're carrying five middles, and the way he used his interchanges in the last game, I didn't agree with. Uh, Fafita should have had two stints. If you're going to play Woods, you don't sit him down for 45 minutes or something ridiculous, and even Tarmow's stint. Well, when he uses Walker. He started off, and then he sat him, and Walker didn't have a plan for. He had Walker there. So. Yeah, look, it's been much do- well, well documented. I-, I went through and broke the interchanges down, how he used them. It was ridiculous. There was no so plan. he needs to be better. Laurie Daly needs to be better. The interchanges need to be right. We need to have a plan for what we're going to do. Our attack needs to change because this double block shit isn't working in the NRL. It's not going to work at state of origin level. Queensland know what it is. They just pan out man on and push us towards the sideline. 
Um, and we saw. I totally agree with the sentiment of most experts and most people analysing that the Blues need to play straighter. They need to win with your middles, force off yeah, loads, generate I think, our, I think our middle can win. They can if they push up. And we saw there was one the... set there during Origin One that I thought we played the right football there, yeah. and it was only one set. That's when and I think up. at the end of it, Robbie Farrell put a kick in on play four, and yeah. we got a repeat set. Because he got think. out of dummy half, didn't know what he was doing with the ball, held it, got caught yeah. with it. But and made... we got there in almost four plays. Yeah. Like and you was, know what? Impressive. That was when we first put Fafita on with Clamour as well, and they were. Well, for how long did Fafita play for? Twenty-five minutes. And he made one hundred and eighty meters. He made one hundred and ten, and he offloaded three times. He made one hundred and eighty, didn't he? No. Running meters. One hundred and fifteen in twenty-five we'll minutes. Three well. offloads, and there would have been a fourth if that pass yeah. stuck when the man come to the hole. And what we're talking about, you're going to play those big bodies, you want to generate rock speed, play off the back of the quick play of the balls, play flat over the ad line and get your halves of football there. We yeah, played play direct. And we didn't do the that. line. And we Queensland didn't. will do that. They looked, to me, much more dangerous in game one. Uh, the, the slippery deck didn't I, suit I didn't them. even think they tried. I thought, one. really, they, they looked like putting a hole in us three or four times. Um, and if it was at Suncorp, they would have. Uh, but... Yeah, things are, things are going to have to well, change. Well, that's why, again, they always improve usually as the series goes on. I think we blew our chance. We had to win game one. They're going to be better second time around. I don't think the Nate Miles thing's a loss. Yeah, 100, 106 running metres for Fafita. Yeah, three right. offloads as well. And there would have been a fourth if that pass stuck. And he's the only one who generated any three kind of damage. Three offloads. So he was very, very good. And uh, Yeah, I just, I'm with you. Game plan. Just, just There's a lot of things. James Tamo only played 29 minutes. Yeah, it's ridiculous. In the first game. I mean, that's... Everything, yeah, about, everything about it. Like we've been saying it the whole time, but Queensland up there, we've seen. I saw it firsthand for the first time last year. It's a different ball game. It is, um, and they're going to be better. It suits them. The game speed. They're a lot more versatile in the forwards, like I was talking about. Gillette is probably the form backer on the comp. He's outstanding. Uh, they've got Papali and Maguire coming off the bench. Mobility. They did a really good job changing the tempo. Smith's kicking game's even more effective, I think, on this pitch that he knows so well, and he kicks well at ANZ. But yeah. There's just more more threats. I think for us, you know, for New South Wales to be competitive, we just need to get to the 40 in yardage and kick it and chase. And Basically, kick and chase Adam and Reynolds kick and is massive in this game. If his kicking game is going to be worth anything in our forward pack, it's in this. But my big thing's first 20 minutes. I think if we can see to try early, we're done. I reckon they'll lap us up. Floodgates might open. Yeah, yeah look, it, that's just like me. last time. There, I'm just saying, let's complete our first 10 sets. If they I don't score, care how you do it. Yeah. And let's have no piggyback penalties out of their own end. I think. Discipline is for me is is, is key. Well, we and didn't have it last year. Discipline really. in penalties in the piggybacking Queensland out, and discipline in errors in not making them coming out of yardage. It's just simple fundamentals of footy, and it should be the cornerstone of our game. It's the cornerstone of Queensland's game because you watch them; they'll play chess, and as soon as we piggyback them or give them an error, that's when they punish us. Yep. So we need to get into that grind. Um, I'm not confident we can do it, but if we do, and we can we can uh, maintain that for 80 minutes, we're a big chance of winning. Yeah, well, I'm with but you. But I just, I think we play this game uh, hundred times. Queensland probably win. Yeah. They win ninety times. I don't we? think we get it done. I think the series is over and it's going to be done here in Parker's last game. Uh, they just do it so well. But first twenty is the big one for me. Last year, all those things you said, ill discipline, couple of early penalties. They worked us over. They scored and the floodgates. But just I, look, I, for me, I look at Origin and I think, well, surely the discipline should be better because you're picking elite players. But if you watch the New South Wales origin side, they're more ill-disciplined than most NRL sides. Well, I've said it before about the leaders that you look at at club football and in within the two sides. You look at the Queensland players mm. and the way they play at club compared to a few of the role models that we have in our side. And That's a fair comment. 
you got Robbie Farrar, Paul Gallen, Greg Bird. They're the leaders of our side. You look on the flip side, Jonathan Thurston, Cameron Smith, Matt Scott. There's a big difference in the attitude. Corey Parkers, these guys. And for me, if, if you're and then you without breathe. digging too deep in, that, that to me is the difference. I just have that more confidence the in, the, in the fact that they're not going to piggyback us. They're going to do everything they can to possibly win. That also, whereas we'll do a lot of things to hurt our chances of losing. Those qualities as individuals also make a better team. That's why I, I think we struggle. We've got too many guys that are about themselves that think they're about New South Wales, but they're not. Yeah. That's bullshit. The other, the other thing probably coming out of game one was the fact that Michael Morgan wasn't on the field for real long. No, he got KO'd. Um, and I think he would have had, he's going to have a bigger impact in game two on the dry deck than what he would have in game one. Uh, look, and Darius Boyd was sensational at fullback. I think he'll be better for the run. He'll be look better, at the game, full stop. The game he played against Canberra following Origin, Yeah, um, he, scored, he scored a hat-trick. So, look, I mean, there's a lot of sign. And I, and I didn't think Thurston's kicking game was real good in no, game it one. Wasn't. Um, Smith I think was the difference. Smith, kicking game second half, really. Smith's kicking game was good. Even he didn't have a massive impact on the game. None so. of their spine had a brilliant impact bar Boyd. And Boyd's main impact was yardage uh, work and bringing the ball back. Yeah, he was I, carriage strong. It's everything points to a Queensland victory. Well, game predictions as we did last time for everybody out there. I'm going to go Queensland twenty to ten. Uh, my first try scorer is going to be Matt Gillette, and my man of the match is Corey Parker. What about you? I've gone twenty four fourteen Queensland. Uh, first try scorer Corey Oates, and man of the match uh, is Cameron Smith for me. Well, that's our predictions. We'll get Mister Gossips when he joins us next, and we'll give you our tips and all the odds brought to you by WilliamHill.com. Now, it's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. And we welcome back everybody's favourite, Mr. Gossip. What's doing, Chub? Oh, plenty going on at the moment in the world of gossip, that's for sure. Oh, I bet. It's been an absolute tirade of information over the weekend. What do you got for us? I guess the first and the biggest uh, story at the moment is Semi Radradra, and um, the news we're hearing tonight is that um, he is coming back to Parramatta. Um, the deal to French rugby was on the cards, but as you could imagine, NRL not too happy, and also Parramatta not too happy. So his manager has sort of told Semi to come back with his tail between his legs. It's it's not because Semi wants to come back. He definitely doesn't want to come back. He's going to come back kicking and screaming, but. Um, what a schmozzle and embarrassing for our game. Tell you what, the burner's going to go on him when he comes back then. Big Absolutely. I, I, it's going to be interesting to see how his form is because he does not want to be here. He wants to be in rugby, uh, but the pressure was put on his manager. Um, so, he, like I said, he's coming back with his tail between his legs. So, it'll go to show how professional Sammy is and if his form uh, does drop. Well, good, but, on, um, good on his manager. Yeah, well, well, not really good on his manager. His manager is the one who did the deal in the first place. So to go hunting for more money and try and sort this out, yeah, but good on him for don't take a deal, come back, don't take a deal for your client who's potentially going to be one of the best wingers in the game over four years for a unders. Well, and then now try to dig a hole and a way out of it. Mm. That's poor form by him. He's supposed to inform him. If he had half a brain, you would have asked for more money, left the club, or taken a shorter term deal, knowing. That he was going to be up for big dollars. Yeah, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, so, really, do we? Yeah, so. four-year deal for two fifty a year. That's that's his manager's fault. That one. <clears throat> yeah, well, it's not just his manager. He, he signed it. He yeah. knew what he was going to get paid. If he thought he was worth more, he should have said no. We'll go back and renegotiate. It's a two-way street. No, I don't think he would have anywhere near as much pull in this setup. But yeah, no. all good. Hopefully, he comes back and plays well. But what else is cooking, mate? 
going to uh, Siggy Yarra. We've been sort of touching on Siggy Yarra for the past couple of weeks. Um, he's definitely gone. Yeah, I reckon he'll be gone by this time next week, and uh, he's off to lead. It's funny, he, his manager's been shopping him around the past month, but no NRL club is interested at all uh, in James, so he's off to lead. Well, the big thing here, and we said it earlier, uh, people are asking, why is no one interested? You can't pay for someone you don't trust, basically. So, Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. If you yeah, have, regardless of the talent that he has, he's had the, the dinner with Corey Norman and these blokes this year. If you hear the rumours about he had problems with Cleary, then he had clashes with the Griffin. So if you can't get along with everybody and you're hanging out with dodgy people, you can't ask for big money because you're not worth the investment, regardless of your talent. So I'm super disappointed for the fact that he may be heading there so early because you don't want him to, but... If you wanted to prove a point, you'd take a year deal somewhere on okay money, not great money, prove a point and earn everyone's trust back. But if he doesn't want to do yeah. that, this is the yeah, only way. Because Phil Gould, he's a very much respected man in rugby league and a lot of managers go to him for advice and a lot of other clubs go to him for advice. And to burn your bridges at a club like Penrith is a very silly thing to do and, and that's what James has done and no one wants to touch him with a barge pole. Yeah, and it's just disappointing because he's a hell of a talent and I don't want to see him leave this early, but um, if money is the big thing in security, he's going to have to find it in the Super League because if he wants a future in the NRL, it's going to have to be a short-term deal to prove that things are different than uh, what everybody's heard or seen in the past 12 months or so. But he was supposed to play in the New South Wales Cup game I did on the weekend. He wasn't even in attendance uh, from what I could see, so it definitely does look like exactly what you're saying. His time's done at Penrith. Yep, all yeah, but done, all but done. Go, yeah. go the Rhinos. Go the Rhinos. <laughs> yeah. Super League. All right, boys, moving along to Luke Geary. Another one we've been talking about for about six weeks. Uh, finally confirmed today uh, by the Roosters that he's there for two years. Uh, I guess that um, now leaves where the Hastings go. Um, the Dragons are still interested, but um, I think it's a handy pickup for the Roosters. And if I'm a CEO of a club, I'd prefer uh, Geary over Hastings any day of the week. Yeah, most definitely. I think it'll suit him. And we talked about the before the timeline of the breakdown at South Sydney, and it's not Luke Keery's fault. If anything, I have even more respect for Luke Keery now because he's the only one who stood up to Russell Crowe when he acted like a peanut when they had their pre-season drinks. And um, that's led to this breakdown of him being pushed down the pecking order and being used off the bench and whatnot. And he's not as close to a few blokes as he was because obviously people didn't want to step on Rusty's toes. So... Uh, Roosters next year, if they stay healthy, Boy Corner, Rhea Hargraves, Tokihara, etc. Play behind that pack. Latrell Mitchell with an extra year. Pierce, friend, etc. Everyone healthy. He's moving to a good side and he'll fit in over there. Yeah. He's a good pickup. You've got to think he's certainly third year in first grade. It's, he's already a premiership winning player, so it's a, it's a handy pickup. Yeah, no doubt. And I think he'll compliment Pierce quite nicely. He likes to run the football. Um, he, he plays direct, especially when he gets a roll on, and they've certainly got a forward pack that can do that, so. Yeah, but I guess with, with Hastings, if it's the Dragons, you keep Hastings or you keep Marshall, who would you keep, boys? Oh, I'd probably prefer Marshall. I'm not the biggest fan of Marshall, but Hastings, uh, you know, uh, particularly the kicking game, too hot and cold. Uh, sometimes he likes to kick early and they're not the best options. On the weekend, I actually thought he wasn't too bad. And defensively, he's getting better, but I think it's more an attitude thing for me. There's just little bits you see on the field of entitlement or just personality that I don't agree with for someone his age that hasn't really accomplished too much just yet, so... Yeah, I, I keep Marshall. <clears throat> but you're splitting hairs, really. I, I, you know, I'm not in love with either of them. No, nah, they don't have a whole lot of options, though, either, like we said before. But Marshall's but got the runs on the board, Hastings doesn't. They're going to have to do something in St George. They don't have too many options left over. No. 
right, gentlemen. Uh, Jack Stockwell uh, is currently at the Knights at the moment. He's only obviously a few months into a three-year contract, but uh, already wants out. Uh, the, the word on the street is he's going to Penrith. So a strange one. He, he got dumped, I think, for the Tigers game um, and had a falling out with Nathan Brown. So off to the Panthers, it looks like. Well, he had a hell of a time coming to the juniors, highly touted, and uh, was kind of in and out of St. George, had some niggles and some injuries, and moved to Newcastle at the start of one of last seasons, getting released, and hasn't really been healthy again. So it's kind of hard to get a gauge on what he is. But if anything, for Penrith, it's probably another one of these value buyers and a younger guy who's still got some sort of ceiling that they're interested in. So uh, at the right price, it's, it's worth the roll of the dice to see how he goes. But, yeah, I, c- I couldn't imagine it being for a whole lot of money. <laughs> no, I wouldn't think so either. I agree. Yeah. All right, boys, last one for the night, and one that I'm very, very excited about, and I, I hope it comes to fruition, but that's the Rostock. The Rostock went to Penrith last week to uh, inspect the facilities out there. Um, he hasn't denied it. He hasn't confirmed it either, but that's usually a good indication that, yes, he definitely was there. But I would, personally, I'd lo- I love his mongrel. Uh, I'd love to have him at Penrith, but uh, what a kick in the bollocks to the night if he does go. Yeah, well, and then you heard the interest from the Super League. It's kind of an awkward time to be... Uh, more so him, not so much... Oh, actually, it's awkward for the clubs to negotiate because you've got a guy who's kind of rose up the ranks in a short period of time, being a late bloomer, and has been pretty bloody good, but he also has a short window to get a decent contract or, you know, if he stays in the NRL, get OK money. So it's up to him right now, but... Why would uh, Penrith be chasing him? Well, you've got to look at the circumstances. You've got James Tarmow coming. They've spent money on Trent Marin last year. You've re-signed a lot of these good kids... You got Mansour who wants money. They're probably not going to be able to give him. They gave Dal a good extension last year. Moylan's got a good extension as well. So you could get Ross probably on a half decent rate, not for a lot of money. So why wouldn't Newcastle keep him? Well, Newcastle are going to have to pay, but maybe he wants to go to a club again with his shortened window being a late bloomer. He's 27. He wants to win. Mm. So it's either go get cashed up in the Super League or play in the NRL. But if you're going to play here, you want an okay payday and to be at a club where you're at least going to you know get some W's, I guess. Yeah. So I can see the point. They, they could get a bit of value, but I'm more with Brock. The amount of kids Penrith got, I don't think they need him. But um, as far as what Mansour is going to be looking for on the market, uh, I think it's a no-brainer if they're not confident in putting one of their kids up right now. Yeah, I think we'll see Josh go. Um, he's commanding a lot of money. He took a pay, pay cut last time to stay the Panthers. I think we'll see him go. But um, you guys did the, the, the Panthers game last weekend, and, and, and Dallin's uh, older brother... I think bagged a couple of tries, didn't he? Malakai got another hat-trick, and uh, that's probably something I explained to a mate the other day who asked about Mansour. I said, oh, it wouldn't surprise me if Mal moved in again for an op- one of those things, like wingers, centres, not all the time, but if they can do their job, you don't have to spend a whole lot of money. And uh, I don't think they'd have to do a whole lot to convince Mal. He's a guy who played 20s, played an NRL trial, and never really got a look in, uh, mostly due to form, but went to play rugby union, and now he's back playing quite well in New South Wales Cup at age 25. So I'm sure he'd appreciate any opportunity and it wouldn't cost Penrith a lot and playing alongside his brother as well. Yeah, he'd be a tenth of the price of Mansour yeah. as well. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, and that, that's the position well, they're getting give to. him a crack and see if he can handle it. Oh, he's been, he was very good on the weekend and every game I've seen him, he's been very good. Is that everything for this week, Charm? Yeah, that's it for this weekend, lads. All right, well, what we'll do, we'll do our tips for the normal round and then we'll do origin tips and uh, get your predictions as far as game score, first try score and man of the match but last week you both uh, got four from four, I got three from four, obviously the storm the one that went down so Gossip you're on 76, I'm on 74 
box set is on 79. And the first game of the round this week is the Penny Panthers, your mob, against South Sydney Friday night at home. As far as changes are concerned, Penrith there 1-17 to from their last start. Have to wait and see what happens uh, as far as origin players. Moylan, Mansour, and obviously not expecting Cartwright to have any involvement. On south side of things, they've got a squillion changes. Uh, Adam Reynolds, Ed Murphy included for a possible debut. Greg Inglis, Jack Goslowski, Patrice Ciolo, and Tulatasi Tulatasi Tasi, a million names. He's a winger that used to be at the Bulldogs. Uh, a completely different backfire for them. And the 7,000 changes, so I'm going to stick with the Penny Panthers in this one. Yeah, Penrith for me. No brainer. South are bad at football. Tops. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'm going to stick with my Panthers too, boys. An unchanged side. Um, but yeah, the Panthers really got to fix their goal line defence, otherwise, uh, they could be found wanting. Yeah, well, South, they definitely need to fix their go forward and their attack in general. So I think it's going to be a battle of fixing issues. Penrith with WilliamHill.com, $1.52. South Sydney, $2.55. Minus five is the line. 1 to 12 for Penrith, 3.10. For Souths, 4.10. 13 plus for Penrith, 2.80. For Souths, 4.85. Uh, Super Saturday, back to normal seven games in this round. The first game, Newcastle versus the Dragons. Oh, 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 oh. Wow. Disappointing. But Jake Namo, he's out. Brendan Elliott shifts to the wing. Peter Mataria and Nathan Ross come back into the centres and wing. Uh, Robbie Rocco's finally back, and Paulie, Paulie, Josh, King and Shell, Nell and Mataria are on an extended bench. And for the Dragons, Sims is out. Uh, he's not allowed to play his old club, and Dunamis Louis plays him. Otherwise, they are unchanged. Newcastle, uh, this is pretty obvious, and really struggling. They're probably better for the week off. I think they might be a bit lippy this week, but I'm still going to go the Dragons. Oh, yeah, I guess you have to. I'll go St. George. But the Knights, they're going to win eventually, and they're going to win soon, I think. Well, after the week off and a good bender, I reckon they'll be pretty up for this one. That's my Yeah, guess. I'll tip St. George, but based on nothing. Yeah, I, I really want to tip the Knights, boys, but the Dragons coming off a win, confidence will be high, knocking off the storm. Well, that was sort of a reserve grade size yeah. storm, but I think confidence is pretty high at the club, so the Dragons are going to... Yep, and the Dragons are the favourites with WilliamHill.com, $1.45. Newcastle at home, $2.75. Minus 6.5 is the line. 1 to 12, Newcastle, 4.35. 1 to 12, Dragons, 3.10. 13 plus for Newcastle, 6.50. 13 plus, Dragons, 2.55. The second game on Super Saturday, and probably close to the best one of the round, probably is the best one of the round, is the Sharkies versus the Warriors. The Warriors winning a couple in a row, looking. To continue on those winning ways, the Sharks, they've got an unchanged side again. So Saifeki has a groin issue, uh, but he's been named, so see what happens there. But they're shooting for 11 straight. You have to wait and see also how Paul Gallen, James Maloney, Fafida, etc., and Bird playing pull up from origin. On the flip side, Lilliman, uh, you'd, you'd expect him only to have some involvement, not a whole lot. Tolfoa simply up for suspension, may not play, and Muffa... Oh, Harta Ingano, the young half that I've watched play some New South Wales Cup in 20s, absolutely outstanding. He's also on standby here for Sean Johnson, I'm guessing, who had a quad strain last weekend. So they're basically unchanged, just a couple of guys backing up. I really get the feeling there's going to be an upset in this game, but after watching Sean Johnson last week, he did score that try, but he didn't kick a whole lot. Um, I'm a little bit worried about him not being involved and Hingano having to play the Sharks first up, so I'm going to stick with the Sharks yeah, at home. The Sharks will smash him. The Warriors' form is fraud. Absolute fraud. Yeah, boys, I tell you what, the, the Warriors, though, they're, they're the streak 
Enders. I remember the Bulldogs thing was in Sharks heavy favourites a dollar thirty five. You get three dollars twenty for the Warriors, and you get minus eight and a half for the line. One to twelve Cronulla, three oh five. One to twelve New Zealand, four seventy five. Thirteen plus Sharks, two thirty and eight dollars for the Warriors. Um, for multi value, twelve and a half start on the Warriors is a dollar fifty five. So <clears throat> yeah, interesting stuff there. But Super Saturday wraps up. Dogs versus Broncos, another one that I think is harder to tip coming off the Origin period, but. Uh, looking at the Bulldogs side, Tim Brown hasn't been named. Danny Fualo and Lloyd Perrett feature on the bench instead. Otherwise, they're basically unchanged from their last start. The Broncos, Tom Opachak will make his NRL debut in the centres. Kahu is unavailable. Jaden Sewer is on the bench again. Uh, Sam Thido moves into the back row. Alex Glenn is out injured. But there's a fair few players that have to back up here. So Corey Parker, Matt Gillette, Sam Thido, Josh Maguire, so, uh, Corey Oates. Darius Boyd, they've got six guys. I don't imagine probably all of them back up. Oh. Well, I'll, I'll make it easy for you. I'm tipping the Broncos. You're going to stick with the them. Bulldogs are bad at football too. <clears throat> They're bad at football too. They oh. are. <laughs> they are, but I, I, even last game with Travis Waddell there, I wasn't overly impressed. I'm going to go with the Broncos as well, but not with a whole lot of confidence. Yeah, I'll go with the Broncos as well, lad. Are you going to tip Dan? The Bulldogs are too hot to call tomorrow. Wow. I was thinking about it. Yeah, you should have. I really, really You're was. a fool and a waste of time. And the odds are quite close. Brisbane a dollar seventy-seven with William Hill two hundred five for the Bulldogs minus one and a half is the line. One to twelve dogs three sixty-five. Broncos three forty-five. Thirteen plus dogs four fifteen and three fifty for the Broncos. Sunday your mob the Titans against the Canberra Raiders. This should be a good game. Last time ended with Frank Paul's brain snap, but. Gold Coast, they're unchanged besides Greg Bird coming back in. So Simpkins pushes out to 18th man. The Raiders, Boydie and Jack Whiten return. Uh, so Zach Sano is out. Paul Vaughan goes back to the bench. And Priest out of the side. Fensum is 18th man. I could flip a coin on this one. I really like what the Titans have been doing. But I'm probably going to go Canberra. Yeah, I'll tip the Raiders. They should win this game. Wow. <clears throat> Raiders are trying to shoot in here. Titans are playing much more... Uh, attractive and consistent football the Raiders, I think. But um, this is the, the game I'm looking forward to most. But um, be Titans for mine. I think this will be a loose game. I'm looking forward to it. But, yeah, now that Paulo, Boyd, Vaughney, Soliola, everyone's back on board, uh, I'm we'll looking... two names, boys. Zillman, Davis. <laughs> <laughs> you, had, you had me at Zillman, uh, basically. Yeah, we need David Mead back. And I think we are a top eight side with David Mead there. He loves Zillman. And the Gold Coast Titans are favourites. Well, he dropped one over the line last night. He got an inside ball, hit him on the chest, and he can't catch it. Yeah, true Titans. Like, come on. True, true. Well, they're $1.87, the Titans, with William Hill. Canberra, $1.93. Half a point is a line. That's the strangest one. I haven't seen half a well, point. Well, it's up to Gold Coast, it. but it's not really a home ground advantage because no one goes there. Nah, it's empty. It's an absolute shell <laughs> of a ground, but... Uh, one to twelve for the Titans, three fifty for the Raiders, three sixty-five. Thirteen plus for the Titans, three sixty for the Raiders, three dollars ninety. Storm also on Sunday at home to the West Tigers. 
Uh, do the Origin boys and Smith and Cronk back up? Blake Green's been named, but does he play? Does Munster play? We're not too sure. It's a couple of weeks in a row now, so uh, not too sure about that situation, but they've named an extended bench. They've got 20 players, Melbourne. And on the flip side, Jordan Rankin comes in for Josh Adokar, and otherwise they're unchanged from the side they had before. They're Tigers. I'm going to stick with Melbourne at home, but I don't know if everyone's going to back up, and they're not too confident about Green or Munster yet, so... Uh, I hope they do play, but uh, if they're not 100% and it's not worth rolling the dice, I hope they don't play them. Storm. Even if they've got their reserve grade sorting. Yeah, they very rarely lose two in a row, do they? Yeah, I've got to back the Storm as well. Well, we're all over that one. They're $1. twenty-two with William Hill, $4.30 for the Tigers, minus 12.5 is the line. $1.12 to Storm, $3.610 Tigers, 13 plus Storm, $1.91, the Tigers. And the last game of the round, Monday night, the Cowboys... Versus Manly, uh, they've got some ins this week. Parcellas out, Coruscant back into nine. Cherry Evans is back in. Walker will be back in. Nathan Green's in the back roof, uh, back row. Fanua Blake back on the bench, and uh, there's way too many changes. Cowboys as usual unchanged. This is easy. Cowboys. Manly, there's a reason you're five dollars seventy five. Cowboys. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's an easy one for me too. Can't tip. Manly at all with the supercoach Trent Barrett there. <laughs> Good times. And the Cowboys with William Hill, $1.14, 575. Manly, minus 16.5 is the line. 1 to 12 Cowboys, 330. Manly, 725. 13 plus Cowboys, $1.60. Manly, $13. And now, state of origin, Queensland, New South Wales, up there. Keefe, your thoughts on origin too, mate. Who do you think's going to win and why? No, I think Queensland will win, boys. I'd hate to be a damn no, but if. If we can't win on a home track, uh, on a wet track, uh, we'll never win up there. And I think that the announcement of Corey Parker's retirement uh, is perfect timing for him. It'll add extra incentive. Uh, the Bron- the um, Queenslanders are just too strong. And I've got uh, Darius Boyd as first try scorer. And uh, I've got Corey Parker as uh, man of the match. And score 28-12. Parker and 28-12. Boxhead. Your tip, first try scorer, no, etc. Queensland win comfortably. Game score, oh, draw <clears> track. <throat> um, I'll say 24 uh, 24-14. <clears throat> first try. Oh, who cares? Um, Just give it, <clears throat> mate. I'll go Corey Oates. <clears throat> Oates and your man of the match. Uh, man of the match, I'll go. Uh, Smith because <clears throat> he's a good player I've gone Queensland again uh, basically I did the same as game one I got 20 to 10 though the scoreline this time but first try score I stuck with Gillette man of the match I had Parker game one I'm going Parker again so yeah, good on you, that's my thoughts on that and the odds Queensland heavy favourites of William Hill $1.53 New South Wales 255 the line is minus 4 and a half. 1 to 12 Queensland, 260. 1 to 12 New South Wales, 340. 13 plus Queensland, $3.50. 13 plus New South Wales. Uh, that one sits there at $9. So <clears throat> not too much love in that regard. And as far as man of the matches or some of the first try scorer, you can double up with some of these, I think. That wouldn't be too bad, actually. Oh, wow. No, don't be silly. So who have you? You had Darius Boyd. Yep. And 
Corey Parker. So if Darius Boyd scored first and Corey Parker was man of the match, he'd get $67. Oh, my shout. Good times. Wouldn't that be nice to chuck a 10 on that one? Yeah, I might just do that, boys. <clears throat> Corey Parker, he's fourth favourite. The odds, $9 for man of the match. Uh, Cameron Smith for Boxhead, $8. All the favourites for this one, all Queenslanders. Thurston's at 5 Cronk's at 7 Gallon is the first one for New South Wales at 9 Darius Boyd, 10 $13 for both the New South Wales halves in Maloney and Reynolds. If you're looking for a bit of value, say if you went Matt Gillette again, man of the match from game one, he's $21. Greg Bird, he's had a fair few man of the matches in State of Origin. He's out there at $15. But all the odds we just gave you are brought to you by WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with William Hill. Thanks, Gossip. Hopefully, by some miracle, New South Wales can get the job done. But as usual, as it has been for the past decade, it's not looking too good. But if that's not the case, hopefully Penrith, <laughs> the Storm and the Titans all grab a win for us blokes. Yeah, all right, we're bloody wrong, and New South Wales do win. No one wants to dead rubber, and we have to oh, do all these bloody um, short rounds, and it's just for nothing. But, um, yeah, hopefully New South Wales can win, but I doubt they will. But um, thanks for having me, boys. Go the Blues. Queensland, $1.50 odd. That's stealing money, surely. $1.50? Yeah. I'm looking at 13 plus, to be honest. Oh, Jesus. Well, we were right there. We witnessed it. Yeah, we, we, it was it, a we witnessed it, all right. It was a bloodbath. <laughs> it was a bloodbath. <laughs> It was evil. <laughs> the only good thing was drinking at the Caxton. Everything else was bad. Yeah. Correct. Ah, oh. oh, well, let's play for a miracle. I'm going to ring Oprah and see if she can bestow some powers along me or give me some tears of Tom Cruise to get us across the line. Fine, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one, Sharp. And a big thanks goes to Mr. Gossip for another week. And big thank you to WilliamHill.com, our major sponsor. If you want to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with WilliamHill.com, our charity bet. This week, we're going to have $100 on Queensland, 1-12 to at $2.60. That'll get us a return after the outlay of $160 box heads. So yeah. <clears throat> hopefully a bit of help there. But big thank you to William Hill and also to Kaizen Sports Performance. You had another night there. Yeah, we're halfway through. So we've got, uh, well, actually three nights left because we're going to double up during the school holidays as far as I know. Yeah, and you had Nathan Cleary down there last night helping yeah, out. Yeah, young Nathan was down there. And, uh, uh, Matt Techie, a goal-kicking coach as well. Yeah, it was, all, it was a busy night last night. So there was a fair bit going on. Luke Prittis is involved. They've got physios. I had a car accident yesterday afternoon. So Good times. A whole lot great. going on. Someone smashed into my car. Kaizen Sports Performance is devoted towards bridging the gap between amateur and elite sport. We are on a mission to provide all athletes the opportunity to experience high-performance training, resources, and support that only elite athletes receive. Our business services include performance academies, functional movement screenings, team building, and leadership workshops and pre-season camps. The Kaizen Rugby League Summer Academy is coming soon, so check them out on Facebook at Kaizen Sports Performance to keep up to date with all activity, Kaizen, K-A-I-Z-E-N, continuous improvement. And there's a few uh, few irons in the fire with Kaizen at the moment, a few ideas heading into summer, so stay tuned. There you go, Kaizen again, like I said, on Facebook, K-A-I-Z-E-N, and Rugby League Coaching Manual, you had an article in the latest uh, edition this month, yeah. that just came out, so look out for that one by Boxhead, good stuff there, I've said it a million times, doesn't matter what level, you coach at it was very handy when I started coaching and that tip got passed on to me. 
from Brock. There's lots of good stuff there. But as a rugby league coach, you have many different jobs. Some include being a mentor, a teacher, a leader, a counsellor, and a drill sergeant. One of the most important roles as a coach is getting the best out of your players. If you are there to get the best out of your players, who is there to get the best out of you as a coach? Let me tell you. It's Rugby League Coaching Manual. They've been providing coaching educational material to coaches since 93 through their flagship publication, Coach Talk, DVDs, and their drill books. All of this material is now available online through your very own RLCM membership, which gives you access to hundreds of articles and videos on coaching rugby league. In addition to this, you also receive access to online courses, an invitation to the monthly coaching webinar, plus a new edition of Coach Talk every month. To start your 30-day free trial, just visit rlcm.com.au and join as a foundation member today. Thank you, williamhill.com. Thank you to Kaizen Sports Performance and thank you, Rugby League Coaching Manual. Fifth and last, sorted for another week. We've done the reviews. We did the origin preview. Uh, we answered all of your questions, tips, odds. Anything left to do is for you to enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.